All right, so uh, I I think it's very easy for us to bring up uh, the biggest news in in sports in sports this week. That was uh, Brian Colangelo and his famous, his now famous or now infamous burner accounts, uh, his Twitter burner accounts. How do you guys feel about uh, about the Brian Colangelo bombshell that hit everybody mid last week? The biggest news pretty much of the regular season was KD's one burner account. <laughs> yeah. And this is five burner accounts. Five. This is multiple That supplies. we know of. That's what I, that's what I was going to say. I feel like Brian Colangelo and KD are best friends. <laughs> KD to the Sixers, <laughs> like, confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. No, I, just, I think it's actually so filthy. <laughs> it's, yeah, that that he fits more there than uh, than LeBron fits there, that's for sure. But um, I think the biggest thing uh, for me is is that, like, I never liked Brian Colangelo when he was in Toronto. He was always kind of, a, like, a, a weird, weird guy, like, with a big ego, you know? And I think it's interesting that you see a bunch of, like, sports writers coming out just kind of not really blasting him and being like, yeah, that this makes sense. Of anybody to do this, it's Brian Colangelo. Yeah, I kind of hate Brian Colangelo just because he was brought in to be the answer to the process. Yeah. So he's like... I feel like a lot of, like, Philly fans regard him as the enemy, kind of. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. One of the one of the tweets that he, he put out was a shot at Masai, saying that Masai inherited this great roster that he put together from the Raptors. Meanwhile, like Sam Hinkie is the one that put together the Sixers, like this amazing Sixers roster that he inherited. But he also defend he also defended himself in some of the tweets. Yeah, where yeah. He was saying that that's, like those that, were the most. That's ones that's the worst part. It's like, oh man, I think Brian Colangelo is doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Brian Colangelo's shirt colors aren't too big. Yeah. I know that They're one perfect. was very funny. They're so perfect. They're like, oh, I wish you guys would stop arming them. They look totally normal to me. <laughs> At that point, some of that should have been red flag immediately. Being yeah. like, is that you, Brian? Is that, yeah, is that Brian? Cal- is that Brian Colangelo's mother? That's like the perfect one. That's like the exact parallel to like the KD one. That was like, KD can't win with these bums. <laughs> I, don't, I feel like they're not, it's not that bad though. Like, I understand why some people are, like, uh, I guess the players are probably the only ones that are, like, justifiably. Well, if Brad Coangelo says publicly on Twitter, like, play Joel Embiid even though he's injured because he's not our franchise guy, mm-hmm. like, that, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, to me, when I when I first saw the headlines and and all the tweets about it, I was immediately like, "Oh, it's not so bad." And then I started reading some of the tweets yeah. about his play, his own players, and his team, and everything. And I was like, "Oh man, like this is the general man. Like how how does any how do any of these guys want to play for him now going forward? You know, and how and bringing in free agents. Like what free agents going to want to play for this is guy? It, is it all confirmed now? Like do we know no. for yeah? So no. the report no, it, the report's not done yet, right? I, th- I think it's didn't it for like. A little bit of Friday, it's it it shifted to him being it being his wife. Yeah, he's trying to put it on his wife. He admitted to one of them and then said the other ones were his wife. Yeah, so it's all him. Like there's no way it's not, and he's probably gonna get fired somewhere in this pod or tomorrow morning. (laughs) Probably it's a Monday thing. I think the only thing that makes sense to me is that uh, you have to fire him for free agent because of free agents. Like if you're expecting with the amount of cap room that they have and the fact that everyone expected them to be like runners if for some of the bigger free agent names they have to get rid of them because no one's going to want to sign there yeah like with no the one's going to want to sign with him <laughs> and like yeah it's not it's, it's not what they want it's not a good look it's not a good look at all so here's a question does anybody have any burner accounts no but i kind of want some now i yeah. want i want i want honest truth we don't have to say like twitter handles or anything like that like do you have any burner accounts 
I have, have a you burner account it? where I agree with things Smitty says. I'm like, good tweet from tape to tape because I just, I, I toss him on the podcast all the time. And, I, and then I feel bad about it, so I have a burner account where I say nice things about him. I used to have a burner flip phone. You guys don't have those anymore? Do you actually have a burner flip phone? No. I was like, that would be crazy. What you guys have seen, uh, you guys have seen, uh, like the wire? The wire. Yeah. 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 They call me Avon Barksdale. <laughs> That's very funny. I think that's his name, right? Craig Barksdale. Craig Barksdale, yeah. No, my like... Uh, you my... don't sell drugs? Not, not anymore. God, I'm not allowed to. I'm on the Where's list. The bill? <laughs> Wait, how did we meet each other? Who are you guys? My uh, my current Twitter handle was a burner was a burner Twitter account. I like none of my like personal friends knew about it until I like fucked up a bunch of times and like favorited things with the wrong account. And then somebody figured out that I had like a secret hockey did Twitter. You, did you do what I did, where your profile picture was the exact same? So then I couldn't tell which one was which. <laughs> no, no, I would just forget to switch over all the time. I kind of use. Um... Like, it's easy to use. It almost feels like my personal account is a burner account now, because I, I tweet a lot more from Sauce than Toss than I tweet from my own uh, Twitter account. <laughs> Sometimes I get confused uh, over yeah. who's tweeting with the Sauce A lot of the time I do it by accident, and then... So, the worst part about all of that is my phone goes f- crazy. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like, literally, like, because I'm on the Sauce and Toss account for both, and, like, you guys often are doing... Like, my phone just starts going crazy, yeah. because I get updates on both, and yeah. it's all the same stuff, and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> it takes me so long to figure out, like, well, what's and actually And that's only two events. Just yeah. imagine what Brian Colangelo's going through on his <laughs> See, phone. I think I could only do that... You know what? I could only do cuts. that if I had burner phones. I would right. have to have... I would have to have a burner phone with the account that's on it, and switch between phones. And it's the only deeper. way I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Brian Colangelo probably has... Has like six different cell phones at home. I mean, it wouldn't be that weird of him to have three different phones, but like, yeah, there's I he probably did have three or four or five different phones. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely do the burner account right on phones. That would be easier because then it's like, what phone? What burner account? <laughs> yeah. Do you think that Brian Comangelo has a new series of burner accounts where he's defending himself once again? <laughs> totally, yeah. Like another level where he's like, it's not that weird yes. for someone to have a burner account. If you guys have learned <laughs> anything got... from me this year, like you guys, I think finally got on board with me and KD a little bit. And you know KD still has burner accounts for, oh, sure, for sure. Defending himself because he's like I the most be. insecure person. He should. Uh, yeah. I bet a lot of guys probably do. They're just not dumb enough to J.R. Smith at least has five. Well, when KDs went out, it was like, like 150 NBA players followed his account. Like they all talk about it. They must all have these. Like they must all have them because they were all in on the joke. Yeah, because it would be a problem if they were like following like normal people or like tweeting back at normal people. So they just have ones that they can they can like interact with normal people with. Yeah, I think it's a little worse when you're bashing your employees as opposed to Kevin Durant, who's just defending himself. I mean, sort of, but like same time, I would love to see coaches and GMs bash their employees in, in front of their faces. Like, call out your players when they're not playing bad. That's Actually, fine. Tyron Lue just did that in yeah. front of his face. It's. I mean, no, it's, you thought we were up by one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, it might be different than I. I think it's better, but I mean, I, I don't think I don't see a huge problem with it. I could see how it could affect like the chemistry of the team and like the morale of the team, but I mean, I don't really have a problem with it. I think the Sixers are gonna have a problem with it, and he's gonna be gone tomorrow. <laughs> just, yeah. Joel yeah. Embiid, Brian Colangelo, you're tossed, buddy. And you're about to get tossed. You're about to get tossed. Hello. Hi. Do you want to go to a party with me? No, the game's on. Oh, I almost forgot. I'll be right there. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. All right, uh, keeping with the NBA, uh, let's talk about what happened in game one. 
Did you? Golden State Warriors Finals MVP J.R. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the the easiest kind of person or the the moment to really talk about first and foremost is uh, obviously J.R. Smith, friend of the former friend of the pod. I don't know if he loses his friendship with the pod over this, but well, I still don't want Cleveland to win, so it's fine. I mean, <laughs> yeah, still be a friend. I'm of the pretty pod. <laughs> Pretty big blunder at the end of game one. He would have he so he rebounds the ball. There's what three. Four seconds left in the game, probably. Rebounds it. It's a tie game. Probably has a shot at a turnaround short two. He basically underneath the net by himself. Uh, yeah, he was about 13, 14 feet out. It would have been a pretty easy jump shot if he turned around and, and shot the ball. But he didn't admit this, but everyone else knows that he thought that the Cavs were up by one at the time. The play that launched a thousand memes. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan of the Vladdy meme. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That, that one is the... But he's only 19! <laughs> I think that's really good. Uh, but, you know, J.R. Smith has taken a lot of heat. I, I, there was a very important play that happened literally less than a second before that, I thought, as well. Now, J.R. Smith still deserves a lot of the heat. But George Hill missed a free throw. Oh, him up by come one. on. Come on what? I mean, the, all, on what, all of the heat on J.R. Smith. I mean, George Hill, like, Mr. that's throw. a basketball to play. To put him up by one. Yeah, basketball play. Like, and then, but if JR gets missed the, free throws. Like, I think that's, you know, I don't you know. You not knowing the score back, of a game. <laughs> you'll learn the importance of free throws when you watch the uh, Shaq 30 for 30. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq George Hill had to hit that. George yeah, he did. But I mean, this is my problem with it is that the George Hill play was a basketball play. Sometimes he missed free throws. J.R. Smith not knowing the, the game situation. Oh, I get. Don't, I'm just saying a, there's there's more than one play in a game that they have no business to being in. Well, LeBron dropped fifty. That that's what I'm saying. Is the only reason that you're even they shouldn't have made it out of the first round. Okay, yeah. Well, like, you're arguing something that we all know. But like, I mean, the only like, reason they're where they you are. Have is one because, job, and it's to help LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> you're a Roomba. Push the ball up the court. Apparently it's a very... It's a safe play. You know? <laughs> yeah, you, you should have gone for a layup. You missed 100% of the shots he As J.R. Smith Yeah, says, but did you see? Like, it's, that, it's both that a meme blessing. came out because of his, like, when in doubt shoot shirt. Did you yeah. see that? You haven't seen that? I haven't seen the when in doubt shoot. So, like, there was... There's, okay, I'm sorry. I'm on a tangent here. But there is... Uh, J.R. Smith partnered with this company. And there's all these Cleveland shirts from, like, just, like, nice uh, art graphic design t-shirts. And they're loosely around J.R. Smith, and one of them is just like when in doubt, shoot. So that came out in a huge way because it was like you didn't even live by your own motto. <laughs> like, yeah, like you're wearing this shirt. Like you have a picture with you with the shirt on, and you still can't live by your own motto. One of my favorite things about this is this is exactly the kind of play that everyone expected from Swaggy P or JaVale McGee. Yeah. And it's like, they're going to have to talk. I can't wait to see how they top this tonight. It's going to be the best thing in the entire world. But also, like, I'm not even surprised J.R. Smith had a gaffe. Like, th- does it surprise you that J.R. Smith could have a gaffe like that? Because it doesn't it surprise makes, me. It fits so well into the J.R. Smith canon of shit he has done over his career that yeah. I'm actually happy it happened. Like, yes. it's like, it made me like him more. I was like, of I course J.R. Smith did that shit. J.R. Smith was even said that he's been doing this his whole career. He literally, that was the quote, is I've been doing this my whole career. Why are you surprised? That's so And I was like, wow. Man, if LeBron doesn't roast you at practice. (laughs) I I still am a big fan, though, that J.R. Smith feels like LeBron needs to know that not only does not only does J.R. Smith play with LeBron, but 
His quote was, and he reminds LeBron constantly that, but you also get to play with me. <laughs> That's so funny. Imagine, like, like, if someone was like, uh, imagine any sports team you've been on, like, if, like, you said that to the best player on your team when you were not good. That's funny. That's, I, that's funny. Yeah. But, but you get to play with me. That's ridiculous. I think that's so bad. So, do you guys think we saw the Cavs' best shot on, uh, in game one? Can they play any better than they played? Uh, do you think that they have think, a chance at winning a game after this one? Yeah, I, I'm actually really curious because, well, one, we all know Warriors usually lose at least one game. Uh, Iguodala is out, which is actually a huge factor because the, like a part of the reason they've had success against Cleveland is Iguodala, instead of letting LeBron drop 50, Iguodala might let him only score 30, and then that game's a blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that is actually a huge factor in the series. I think Cleveland still has a chance to win some games because we all know Golden State will have a gaffe. Um, so, no, I don't think it's that. Also, I'm, I read a thing on Rodney Hood today, and I still think Rodney Hood has something to give in this game because um, he was good before he got to Cleveland. And we all know people that go to Cleveland all suck because they're playing with LeBron. That's like a well sti- Like, basically, you suck as soon as you start playing with LeBron. So, yeah. <laughs> is this weird? <laughs> the last couple of years, yeah. yeah. A couple of things I wanted to say about this series is uh, a really big thing that comes with Iguodala being injured is two things, and that is... <laughs> You have to give Swaggy P a lot of minutes. His backup is actually Swaggy P, which is someone that Steve Kerr, do- Steve Kerr doesn't feel that confident in giving that many minutes to. Of course. And also, it puts Sean Livingston as one of the primary defenders on LeBron James, yeah. which is something that you don't want. If you could have Iguodala guard LeBron James instead of Sean Livingston, you want that. And and uh, Clay Thompson's playing hurt, so... Yeah. And, like... Oh, he's, Clay- pl- he's playing with a shin bruise. I'm sorry. A high ankle sprain. That's totally different. That's not a high- if it was a high, an actual high ankle sprain, there's yeah. no way he's playing basketball. But that is big. Like, I actually, I guess we don't. Maybe we've talked about it a little bit, but a lot of their success totally comes from him. Like, regardless of the points that Durant and Curry put up, Clay Thompson kind of like solidifies that lineup and their like success. When Clay's on, like that's when they are. Rolling when when Golden State is playing their best basketball, Clay Thompson is a huge contributor to it. Yeah, well, when you look at the the Warriors, one of their main things about the death lineup is that they can the two through five can all switch. They can switch any kind of screen they wanted to. Like the only weak link on defense is Steph. Like Clay can switch onto the Cleveland five most of the times. So like he can yeah. hold his own against Kevin Love. And then to have the two best three point shooters probably of all time um to have both of them on the floor at the same time just spreads the defense so much that Mm -hmm. there's just yeah it's it's what keeps them rolling yeah so that all being said i I don't know brian what you think but i think that i think we're still in for a series yeah i think the Cavs have i think after watching that game and seeing how tyron lu was able to completely exploit steph curry on defense at a lot of times like you haven't seen, like, Steph Curry, like, look like a baby on the court. Like, he's always, like, the baby face killer, but, like, when on defensive plays, it's like, pass the ball to whoever's guarding, whoever Steph is guarding, and you'll probably get a pretty good bucket. Well, I think Cleveland took notes from the Rockets. Yeah. The Rockets went at, like... They went hard at him. They went hard at Steph, and it was working if very Steph, well. If Steph doesn't, like, if he's not dropping, like, 40 a night, he, it's, like, makes him, like, hard to play almost. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's obviously it's it's super interesting to um, to see it all because I mean every everybody even us obviously us and uh, everybody else in the world was was basically saying the Warriors are going to win it in four or five games, uh, and then we come out and we see we see the Cavs, the, they they didn't uh, they didn't sit back they didn't take anything they were bringing it 
Um, obviously, LeBron is LeBron. He did LeBron things like he always does, scored 51. Um, I don't know. I, I still think that that's more than likely the Cleveland Cavaliers' best shot. Um, and to me, and again, this is two completely different teams, but it was oddly, it felt a lot like the Raptors-Cavs game one, where, uh, you know, the, the Cavs probably should have left that game with a victory. Uh, so, again, Cleveland's a little bit mentally tougher, clearly because LeBron is not going to let the, those guys kind of sag. But um, I don't know if, if that's, a, if that's a, a moment or a gaffe that you can really recover from. Uh, you know, like, do they... What happens if they get blown out in game two now? Well, the thing about that game is, like, we had Kevin Love give one of his best, like, playoff performances, and same with a lot of the bench players who hadn't been performing. And we see, like, I think I sent Brian a message, or maybe to the Slack, is that uh, for some reason in big playoff games or, like, at really crucial moments, like, Tristan Thompson just becomes Dennis Rodman for no explainable reason. He's, like, the reverse Toronto Raptor. Well, and Larry Nance Jr. was pretty good um, in limited minutes. But to squander the best playoff performance from LeBron, like points-wise or mm-hmm. the score. One of the best line, finals performances ever. Yeah. Um, to squander that and, I mean, that they took them in overtime, it, it's a bit of a shame. It's a whole, like, it's a See, completely like, different series. But you're cheering for Cleveland, win. right? I, I don't know if I'm, I, I want Cleveland to win. I want LeBron to win. <laughs> Does that mean cheering for Cleveland? Or? I, I don't care either way, but I would prefer to see them win. I feel like you have contradicted yourself here. Like, eh, I want Cleveland to win, but I'm not cheering for them. Is that... Yeah, what? I don't care either way. No? No. But, but I would LeBron prefer win. I would prefer to see LeBron win. J.R. Smith just, just wanted to tie. He forgot about OT. He was like, you know what? Tie score. Everyone's <laughs> picking Warriors or Cavs. You know what? Tie. I'm going to tie. <laughs> yeah, he was going for the extra point in the standings. All right, so uh, so our next topic here, it, it's kind of along the same lines as the NBA final. We're going to get right into the Stanley Cup final. Uh, game three just happened last night. The Cavs are up 2-1 in the series. Uh, so do you guys think the Cinderella r- uh, run for Vegas is over? Is this it? Have they still got a shot, or what's going on here? We, You guys forced me to, to make my pick last episode, and I, I did make my pick. Like I said, so I, I said sitting there like finally. I said yeah. that yeah, I'm finally so right. No, it's, no, no. I don't think it's. I don't think it's over. But uh, I do. Over. I do think that this is indicative. It would, I, until they lose, I will not bet against Vegas. Th- that's ever. fair. I, I will not change my vote or bet at all until it actually happens. Can't bet against. That's what I said. My my yeah. brain said don't bet against them, but my heart said that Washington was winning this. So, I, I've been watching. Uh, hockey for dozens of minutes now and uh, multiple minutes multiple minutes like <laughs> like less than five but more than one period of hockey total and uh i think i don't even believe that the better team always wins i feel like you always have a shot in hockey because it feels like just one play can change the whole game and it like puts so much luck yeah. and randomness luck, it's like it's yeah. like i i wouldn't bet on anyone in any hockey game i don't even understand how <laughs> you, there can be favorites in hockey yeah there pretty much isn't. Considering that the the best team from the Western Conference is also an expansion team, <laughs> and like everyone also said was going to finish in the bottom of the league. Smitty, you like you, at some point you have to like last <laughs> last week you admitted that Vegas was a pretty good hockey team. They are, and now you're just telling us that the reason they're here is puck luck. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that like there is a huge amount of luck that goes into the game, considering that one of the best teams. If in the you, league no, is if a, you have a good goal, you can win. 
Well, it helps a lot. It helps you can win if you have a good goalie. I mean, there's like a pretty Smitty, big... you can win if you have a good goalie. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> but there are a lot of the past winners, like the last like six or seven years, a lot of those teams had not had average goaltenders. I would disagree with that. I would John very Quick. much to disagree with that. It was a very average during their second run. The the Blackhawks won with Antiniemi, who is an also-ran. Matt Murray was really good. Yeah, he was I, really good, but... But like, regardless of how you think they are overall... During those playoff runs, they were really good. So that kind of leads into this question: uh, Do you think do you think Flurry's playoff magic has finally run out? Mm. Is it uh, is he is he kind of reverting back to old Flurry, or is it just been bad luck for three one though? Right, that was the last score. Like and and also like the first game that they lost, like they had the last second chance that Holpe made an unbelievable save to yeah. tie the game. So I I don't think so. Like I I mean the Capitals have been playing better hockey. Uh, in general, I think a little bit right now, um, but I, I I actually think that if Mark Andre Fleury wasn't Mark Andre Fleury, the scores would be a lot different right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, he did not look in those first two games. He yeah. looks pretty average, but the this the last game he looked really good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure, but it uh, you got a lot of things have to go right for them to win though too. But so. the Capitals' power play and the fact that they have so so many talented forwards um, like really make the Knights pay for any mistakes that they made. Like right now, the the Knights are outplaying them at five on five, and but whenever they give up a chance going the other way, right. they're the Capitals are making the play. I think this will show great character for the Knights though, because like typically they're on the other. It's like anytime the other team makes a mistake, they're the ones that capitalize on it. Yeah, that's true. And they're currently in the reverse situation right now. Mm. Uh, so it's interesting. And, like, for the first time, well, maybe not the first time, but uh, Glance, the last name of the coach, yeah. right? He came in and said, oh, well, the coaches are, like, discussing lineup changes. And, like, that's not been something that has they been... They never really had to do Exactly. So I, that, to me, is really interesting. That's got to be the hardest debate for him right now. It's like... Why, why, think, why try to change it? Yeah. Around? Yeah, like, that is... as a Coach, you can like you got that it's like one or two games. It's like, man, like, do you change it because we lost two, or like we know it worked? Can will we be able to do it again? Yeah, but in hindsight, if they, if he doesn't change anything and they lose these next two games, then they lose four to one. Well, in the no, series. no, but they have another game. To, oh, I'm not saying they have a game to play with, but they it's like. Oh, but that's know, what I'm like saying. You got this next game, I don't, so I don't blame him for like looking at the pieces and thinking yeah. about changing them because, it, like I said, it, like if you if you lose these next two games and you didn't make any changes, oh, then it's like, of course, yeah, why yeah. am why I? Why didn't you? Why adjust? didn't you try everything yeah, in your power you to win? Adjust, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, so I think um, it's easy to point at a guy like Alexander Ovechkin as the difference maker in this series because the two games that they've won, like he's come out and he's set the tone with an early goal in both those games, right? So. What can like what can Vegas do to to stop that from happening? How do they how do they shut a guy like Alexander Ovechkin down? Well, I think the big like I I would love to think that it's Ovi who's driving the Washington offense right now, but it really seems like it's Evgeny Kuznetsov. Uh, like he was injured or he got injured and they weren't sure if he was even going to play in Game Three, and he was he's the center for the Ovechkin line with uh, Tom Wilson. So they were going to talk about moving Nicholas Backstrom up to play with Ovechkin, which is fine, but it kind of messes with the rest of the lineup. Right. But then he came out and he scored, uh, I don't know if he got two goals on an assist in the game three or if he got a goal on an assist. 
But he came out and he's like he's the. But he's, Ovi's still doing his thing. Like again, oh, he, yeah. he's a winger too, right? Like he's still doing his but, thing. But Kuznetsov is leading the playoffs in points right now. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. Went, well, it, but he's again Ovi's a, a winger. Yeah, I'm not really. So, I'm not. I don't. I don't really care about who's leading. I just want like. He's the leader of that team, and oh, yeah. he's the one that's scoring right. like, these goals. Like, like we've talked about, right off the hop, the that most, setting up his team. To the play most better. motivated. This is the most I've ever seen Ovechkin in any sort of animation, motivation, whatever you want to call it. Like, like, did you see him when uh, Holpe made that save? Like, yeah. and, then, and then he went up to it. Like, you just Ovechkin's playing. He's playing differently right now. But no, like I, I did like. I'm not really mad about that. Like his like, whole this demeanor. That is narrative is such bullshit. It's like I've been listening. Good. Yeah, it is because I've been watching this guy. He always play plays for hard. Her. He always plays. No, hard. he always plays this emotional. He's always been this way. Are you sure? Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, I know he celebrates his goals. No, the dude, the dude has always played like this. Yeah, but he's also he's also disappeared in big moments a lot too. Yeah, but like against the Penguins, they they seem to find a way to shut him down every year, except for this year. Right? Well, no, but he do, no he doesn't because he's like uh, out of like the uh, he's. Just under a point per game in the playoffs. It's the narrative about him disappearing. But he doesn't score big goals until now. Yeah. He's scoring big goals. These are big goals. Yeah, he is big scoring goals. big goals, but that's because the rest of his team is allowing him to do this. This is the first time that Nicholas Backstrom hasn't disappeared in the playoffs. This is the first time that he's had somebody like Evgeny Kuznetsov who's going to come up and back him up. Ovi's always carried the Capitals in the playoffs, but has either had Braden Holpe disappear at the wrong time, or he's had his line mates disappear, or his defensemen, whether it be Mike Green or John Carlson, or at this point, like, everybody's, everything's firing on all cylinders. Like, the, the, Ovi's not doing anything different. He's doing what he's always done. And he's always been this animated about everything he's done. It's just, show, you're seeing, I think everybody's just seeing it way more. The narrative You still about, can't tell me this is the most motivated he's been in all Oh, time. for sure this is the most motivated okay, he's Because I think been. that goes with the But he's always this motivated. I don't know if he is. Like, he's always... Motivation always, and animation is different. No, but he's he's always... Like, he's he's the captain for a reason. And no one would ever no one would ever question that. Yeah. Like, he's he's a fantastic hockey player. The Russian thing is below there's, me. There's a different demeanor right now. Uh, there okay. is. Well, okay, so... So, that's what, so these are... Diff- from the team, These are, these are words that all describe different things slightly but I would there's a different demeanor in Alex Ovechkin right now I think that it's just that it's really interesting to see big things happen when he's not on the ice yeah. like and I don't think that that's happened in the past right so you see him on the bench which is probably like, quite looking nice up at the sky yeah. like it's the, nice the Holby save or yeah. the the goal the goal now, I, the I know you say that but when what's his name Fort not Fort what's the London Knights coach that coached? Mark Hunter no not Mark Hunter, Hunter. Dale Hunter Hunter Dale Hunter Capitals had some success with Dale Hunter. No, they didn't. I, no, they didn't. They did. No, he's a terrible coach, and so is Adam Oates. Listen, when define success in the NHL, the winning, they not just the, win, not just they made the playoffs. the playoffs and they played well. They lost ultimately, but Ovi had a complete lack of a role on that team, and they still made playoffs. No, because Dale his, Hunter made him play. Dale Hunter switched him and made him. They started playing a defensive style. He had his worst offensive output of a season. Yes, but the team still had success. They had worse success than they did the year before when they were an offensive powerhouse and I, would just You'll have to look teams. it up, which I'm looking it up do. right now. But, but, so there has been, Ovi has not always been the center of attention, like, in terms of big things happening on that team. I'm just saying that he has a different demeanor. It's been quite noticeable, but he's also getting big goals in the playoffs, which he's had some. But like, obviously, this is the oh, best one I I've can't had. remember what year Hunter was. So this uh, game four is coming up. Uh, is it tomorrow? 
or sorry, is it Monday night or Tuesday? One of the two. It's either Monday or Tuesday, and this is obviously... It's Monday. Like, this is game four in a 2-1 series is the most important game, you know, other than the elimination games. But if Vegas wins, it's 2-2. It's a whole new ball game going back to Vegas for game five. If the Capitals win, it's 3-1 going back to Vegas, and they can win the Stanley Cup on the road. So what uh, are you... Do we see... Is this where we see Vegas' best punch? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's funny how it works. Obviously, this next game is super important, just like every single one of the games are. Uh, I I think, if well, for both teams, this is one of the best series so far. Like, I think this is going to be a seven... I think this can be a seven-game series. I don't think you count either one of them out. I think, uh, you know, when Marc-Andre Fleury's doing his thing, they're never out of the question. Uh, they've been quite close to scoring, like very close to scoring... And tying up or winning games, so I think it's been super exciting. So can we can we rely on Mark Andre Fleury to steal a game right now? Is he mentally tough enough to do that, Smitty? I think so. I think he's fine. He did just as well in the. He's done amazing in the first three rounds of the playoffs, and he's been. I think he's can totally do it. Yeah, I think he. I think he can too. I think it more relies on like, it's. The, the the thing about like this bottom four line and Ryan Reeves and their their bottom line for the Vegas Knights playing well and then they were on the ice for the goal against to take the lead and stuff was a was a bigger problem. Again, it's not so much the first line on the Vegas Knights that are a problem; it's their bottom end that is letting them down. And I think what's really interesting right now is um, I think we talked about it in the NBA. We talked about someone being like, "Give me someone with playoff experience at any time over," right? Mm-hmm. This is the first time we've seen Vegas kind of on the ropes a little bit, actually. And yeah. It will be really interesting to see how that affects the team because there's no, there's nothing, there's no, yeah, there's no narrative, there's no experience, there's no like, oh, this is this ha- they were here last year, so like, yeah, they, they lost, can recover from it. They lost two games to the Sharks, but I don't think they were down. <clears throat> I don't think they were ever down two one at yeah. this point. Okay, before we go on. I've looked it up. I've figured it out. Dale Hunter had in the four years surrounding the Dale Hunter coaching period. No, it was the it was the year he got there. Yeah, the, the only year he coached. He yeah, only coached one year, yeah. and it was. But I don't know. Did year. they make? I just want to know if they made playoffs. Yeah, but they did the year after and the three years previous. <laughs> okay, so that's all the same to me. And lost. The that's all the same to me. Lowest point total out of but, those four years. But they uh, they also with a higher point total, they still didn't make it further, Smitty. No, he also lost in the semifinals, the same as the year before. I understand, but what I'm saying is, regardless of the point total, they still made it the same distance. And Ovechkin had a minimal role on that team. And they still made it to the same yeah, spot. No, the role didn't change for Ovechkin. The, it did. the he was, type he was of playing role. like 12 minutes. Yeah, that's not true. That yes, was true. It in was playoffs, true. It was true. It was the playoffs true. might have been different. That's, yeah. what I, that's all I'm talking about right now, Smitty. Is the play- yeah. He was playing 12 minutes. He wasn't in the even playoffs. playing in the third period a yeah. lot of the time. So, regardless of point, like he's had a less role and they've done what they've always done and so, made it to whatever the semifinals So, were. Ovi is motivated and Flurry's a little bit on the ropes uh, and Game 4 is going to be telling. I have, I have one other thing that I want to talk about this. God, and Smitty it's, just never stops the, about the NHL. The, the Don Cherry Please thing. like my sport. So, Evgeny Kuznetsov... <laughs> I hate hockey. <laughs> Evgeny Kuznetsov gets asked about losing game two. Game, did they lose game two? Yeah, losing game two. No, they won game two. Or yeah, losing game, game one. The, yeah, losing game one and being asked about it. 
And he said, someone said to him, like, how much is this going to affect you guys going forward? And he's like, I don't care about that. I don't care about what our results were in the first game. I care about what the next game is going to be like. So I'm just going forward like this. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's a pretty big um, indication of the type of guy he is and the type of athlete that he is. And then Don Cherry comes out in game three during the intermission and, like, harps on Evgeny Kuznetsov for doing the chicken wing celebration after scoring a goal mm-hmm. and calling him a showboater and telling that, like, a good Canadian boy wouldn't do that and stuff. Right. And it's just like, why is Don Cherry still on At television? the beginning of the game, because I actually watched a couple of minutes of that Multiple game. Multiple minutes. At the beginning of the game, Don Cherry said that sports betting has ruined sports since it got allowed. And I was like, <laughs> since it got allowed. what happened? What, <laughs> In the what week and a half. It's changed. <laughs> In the week and a half. He said it has ruined sports already. That's all, right. That's all I have to say about oh, that. Donnie boy. Uh, oh, Donnie boy. Oh, Donnie boy. Is that another one? Oh, is that a ginger ale? Next. <laughs> crushing, <laughs> crushing the beers. Already. Crushing the ginger ales. All right, so we're flying through this thing today. Uh, so now we're finally at everyone's favorite segment. So Johnny Manziel? <laughs> Johnny Manziel updates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk for 45 minutes about Johnny Manziel's preseason debut. <laughs> we, we, we rush through everything else. Imagine. We get a crisp hour Just of Johnny so Manziel content. <laughs> No, no. Check out our Twitter feed. You'll see how I feel about how he Johnny actually. I think he. On, uh, I think he talked Saturday. about he, how he's ready to be Johnny Canadian football. Did you I don't see know that? if he said that or if people were just. That would be that. funny. I don't think he said. <laughs> I would that. really like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get started. First thing on on the docket here for Sauce and Toss, uh, Dwayne Casey interviewed for the Pistons job. You guys Sauce and or Toss in that? Toss. I, I, I think Casey should get hired. No problem and. I'm gonna go or I don't care about the Pistons really at all. I'm not gonna watch any of their games. Well, I just I think I think Casey I like I mean regardless of coaching tactics, Casey is like a a general, like he's a great ambassador of the game. He's uh, a great person to be in the game. Someone deserves to have him he as a worked coach. for Dwayne Casey or something. I can't imagine <laughs> I can't imagine Dwayne Casey and Blake Griffin ever talking to each other. Like I yeah, just can't imagine. That, to me, that that's an that's an interesting I think combination. That, I think though. that's a good combination. I don't know if it's yeah. a good. Doc Rivers and Dwayne Casey are totally different people. I know that, but like, like completely. Blake different. Griffin Blake wants Griffin. like a young. Cool Blake coach, Griffin probably. doesn't really respond to any coach, and it would be interesting to see if he responded to a Dwayne Casey. Yeah. Yeah. They need they need someone though. Like I mean, I don't think their coach was the right guy, obviously. But like Drummond and and Griffin both need a coach that they can relate to. This Van Gundy wasn't it? Yeah, it's Van Gundy. Yeah. I I I mean I like I love the idea of Casey getting a job somewhere else, but I toss the idea of him going to the Pistons. I think it's a bad fit for him, mm. and I think it's a bad fit for the team, just because, like you said, the two like they're a big men driven team right now. And when's the last time Dwayne Casey coached a team that mm. was driven that way? You know, it's so true. it doesn't really match up with his style. I would prefer if he kind of took a year off and then made a more informed decision next year. Yeah, uh, I think that might be a good call for. Him. I also think that I mean this is what this often happens like regardless of whether they interview or not they might say like I actually would like to take the year like yeah and just like take time to just be like No, I know. I think it's going to oh. be like if the Pistons are their professional franchise like he's the kind of guy you would offer a job to yeah. obviously yep. at this point yep. so it would be very silly for them not to offer him and then it's up to him to decide and I, I don't know if he would decide yes or no I am saucing it from the Pistons side and I am definitely tossing it from the Casey side I don't know why you would sign up for that team yeah. <laughs> that team is terrible I mean if they're going to offer him 5 million a year for 5 years you sign up for just that take, team just yeah, take, the, take, take <laughs> the year off it's hard to say no I think I found out uh, this week that I didn't know about it. Maybe you guys knew about this, but uh, 
Blake Griffin was dating Kendall Jenner, and she dumped him as soon as he got traded to Detroit. Because oh. she was like, I'll never go to Detroit. <laughs> what? I mean, that's fair. Isn't she Long dating? Is She's dating Ben Simmons hard. now. Yeah, apparently. Ben Simmons is Derek Jeter Jr. <laughs> yeah. It's How the old Australian is Australian accent he doesn't have. Isn't Ben Simmons, like, 14? No, they're, like, the same age. 20? They're the same age. He's bro. 21, isn't he? Yeah, 2021. Someone, someone hit us back on Twitter and asked, and let us know how old Kendall Jenner is. How awesome yeah. would it be if someone actually hit us back on Twitter when we said that? <laughs> there is. There we, are we on live? Are man, we live? I just are got, we live right now? <laughs> we, got, we got followed by, by someone who has 11,000 followers the other day. Wow. It was interesting. Ah, you pay attention. Yeah, well, I was, I was, yeah. I was man in the Kendall Jenner also dated Harden, too, before Blake Griffin. She's got, she's got loves her ballers. It's going up and down in age a lot. Do the Kardashians, born in 95. Do the Kardashians just have like parties where they invite the entire NBA to come oh, meet probably. their the daughters of the Kardashians? Okay, remember, remember what we talked We don't want to go down this road. Be careful what we say. Yeah, we're, we're already on the list. <laughs> <laughs> so next, Austin Toss. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Rowan Ed Order's most recent uh, mm. slide. Yep. Um, but my question is, is Rowan Ed Order... The biggest scumbag in the MLB. Yes. So you're saucing that. Hundred percent. There's like hard. To, I can't even think of anyone who's a worse scumbag than him. He's the worst. And like obviously this hits at like a passionate fan level for myself, as we all know. Yeah. Uh, but like he's a total scumbag. I think what bugged me most about him is that he comes out in the media like after his slide and he's like, I didn't think there was anything wrong. Clean with that. slide. Clean slide. Like, you're a middle infielder. Yeah. If anybody slid like that at you, you'd you be would the punch first him guy. in the face. Yeah, you'd punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wouldn't even think twice yeah. about it. Like I would have been like, he's lucky that Simmons isn't him. So so Simmons went in and slid hard today. I don't know if you saw that. Did he slide hard again? Yeah. Nice. Uh, to Odor, yeah. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Odor is yeah. I I also am saucing Odor being terrible. He's such a scumbag. So uh, yeah, everyone's everyone's saucing that. Okay, cool. So. Uh, uh, game one of the, or game two, sorry, of the NBA Finals about to start, and apparently the the lovely fans at the Oracle just gave J.R. Smith a standing ovation when he was <laughs> announced uh, as in the starting lineup. That's so are you guys saucing or tossing so the, the what standing saying, What you're saying is the Golden State MVP. Yeah, MVP, MVP Finals, finals MVP, 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 MVP Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saucing that a thousand times over. <laughs> God that's damn, I so, love Jared Smith. That's so good. That's so funny. Oh, God. All right, uh, so uh, next uh, sauce and toss topic. Uh, Johnny Manziel's CFL debut. So he went 9 for 12 with 80 yards passing, 10 yards rushing. He was sacked three times. Um, did anybody watch any of the highlights? And are you saucing or tossing Johnny? I did not watch, but he he played okay. Like the the stat line's not that bad, right? Yeah, I I watched. So I watched the game, uh, and let me tell you, preseason CFL football is not very interesting. What's better, <laughs> preseason NFL football or preseason CFL football? I like I watched a lot of preseason NFL last year, and I think I like the NFL preseason better because the football was legitimately better. Hmm. Like the different the, the Hamilton Tiger no no like better quality football the Hamilton Tiger has had seven turnovers by half yeah. seven in the well, first half the depth the depth is an issue obviously right like you the CFL depth chart is not like yeah it's not like you got like up and comers it's like ooh this guy played at Windsor 
Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you play like Guelph. Yeah, like, not not yeah. discrediting. I'm not discrediting. Yeah, U Sports is fucking terrible. No, 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 no. I'm not discrediting being <laughs> right, Craig. At all. Uh, if you're looking to hire Craig, he does not hate Guelph. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'm saying is, I'm not discrediting that, but there is a significant difference. Yeah. Than playing yeah. at that level. Yeah, it's or, much worse. So, <laughs> when it comes right down to it, is. Johnny Manziel, um, I mean, he went 9 for 12 on the stat sheet, but there were two, like, his receivers were bad. You know, they were, again, young guys out of, one was out of Guelph. <laughs> <laughs> one was out of McMaster. That doesn't matter. Nailed it. You know? <laughs> so he would have probably finished 11 for 12 if it wasn't for those two drops. Uh, Greg actually was, played in that game. <laughs> yeah. The, Two of the three sacks were because his the the third string Tiger Cat center snapped the ball really poorly, and it went off uh, the, you have one the ground. Job. And the, yeah, I've no, really but you know job. what though, a lot of these guys are making their debut though too. Like I'm not yeah. again, I'm not gonna, I'm not discredit. Like this is like literal young like people that have not played in Matt. Like this is big for them. Like yeah. this is the nerves are a thing. Like that's an cool. actual thing. I, I mean, I, I'm saucing it because again, Johnny, like, it was very the whole thing was super interesting because TSN like. Um, it was Dwayne Ford and Rod Black were the the announcers for the game, and they were constantly like feeding into the fact that there were American viewers watching. Like they were explaining the CFL more than I've ever heard the CFL explained, even by coaches that I've had coach me Canadian football rules. Right. Like it was, it was <laughs> yeah. very, it was super interesting because they're pandering to that audience, right? And, yeah. And there was a lot of people in the crowd with Johnny Manziel, Texas A&M jerseys, Johnny Manziel. Cleveland Brown jerseys. Anytime Johnny took off out of the pocket, totally. it was exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was pretty fired up. You heard the crowd get up for it, and it's a preseason game. Like they didn't care. Yeah. But it was fun. It was good to watch. He's connecting on passes as he's rolling out of the pocket. It yeah. was. It was very interesting. Um, I I would like to follow. Like I'm interested. I'm really interested. Yeah. He's not the starter. We know this though. Yeah. I've he never... got moved up the depth chart though. He's yeah. second. He's now he's second. Right now. That was quick. Jeremiah. It was before the preseason games, I think they moved him yeah, up to yeah. second. But like that's kind of like a yeah. Of course he's gonna, he's probably going to be number one. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jeremiah Masoli was is their starting quarterback, and he threw two interceptions. Uh, he looked pretty bad, to be honest with you. And he was playing with the ones, so yeah, it was. Uh, it would be interesting to see I, if I'm the Tie Cats in the second preseason game. I'm trying to get Johnny Manziel some minutes with the starting unit, not to take Masoli's job. I don't think that's going to happen for. A while, at least um, the first game. Yeah, <laughs> at least but, the first quarter of the first game. But if I'm June Jones, I want to see Johnny Manziel with some quality. Not of even they don't even have quality of talent. Like the Ticats are a bad football team. But are they bad right now? I have no idea. They were bad. They were real bad. Like they like the Toronto Argonauts. The Toronto I don't know the CFL. Even if you're all this, even if you're bad, you're good, right? The Toronto Argonauts didn't like they. Every one of their great players was on the bench. Like nobody played. They didn't have any. They had a couple starters on defense playing. No starters on offense played. They had a guy named Bethel. No, sorry, McLeod Bethel Thompson was their quarterback. Sick. He's got three last names. One of them's Bethel. Yeah. <laughs> three last names, no first names. I don't know what that. He's got all no about. first name. Yeah. It was wild. It's just QB. He's got three middle names. Yeah. He's like one of those. He's one of those uh, like automatically generated quarterbacks in NCAA. Yeah, and, I, and <laughs> just QB McBell. And all honestly, Bethel, I don't really care about the CFL like at all. But 
I will watch Johnny Manziel's second preseason game after yeah. watching his first one. I went I went out on uh, Friday night. I was talking to someone about sports, and like it came up that Johnny Manziel was playing, and I was like, I would have never talked to anyone about CFL if this didn't happen. <laughs> like, like this this is a sport that isn't on my radar, and now it is because, uh, because for, and for a lot of people, just because yeah. of Johnny. Manziel. Yeah, they knew that this this was one of the reasons the biggest draws to like for them to it's actually like sign Tebow. him. Yeah, same with Tim Tebow. Except he except Johnny Manziel is actually a good quarterback. Yeah. yeah, like, let's not, I mean, I'm not here well, to disparage the fan? CFL quarterbacks, but, like, there's a pretty good chance he'll be the best. Did Tim Debo try to come to the CFL? No. No, no he refused good. to. He just went straight to uh, the Baseball. SEC uh, broadcast. Broadcast. Yeah, yeah. College, right, college right, right. game day or whatever. It was he, SEC. Tim day. Tebow would have had a lot of following him if he came to CFL. Oh, he was, and he, well, no, but he was huge in college football. Like, I, he I probably know. got paid a ton to do those broadcasting uh, that's stuff. True, yeah. but that's he, true. Like, he, so... Johnny Manziel is going to be, and I think we talked about this last week. If he's, is he going to be a draw on the road? And not saying that the preseason kind of confirmed that, because he did play at home. But like, people love to cheer against Johnny Manziel. Like, and you saw that in the game. And like, he was talking about it afterwards. He was getting beat by every single player on the Argos. They were all chewing him. He's like, he's like, I'm not taking that. I'm not going to back down from any of that. I know it's coming. And he's like, I know my name's in the papers and all this stuff. And he's. Saying all the right things and and like if he was the starter of the Tie Cats, they would sell out buildings on the road. I think. I think so. You too. know, would, would, will you go see him if he yes. plays the Argos? Let's I make it packed right now. It's the summer. If if they're coming to the Argos and Johnny Manziel starting, well, he is go. going Friday. Yeah. I think it's a fr- it will be a Friday yeah. night game, right? Yeah. I, I, let's do it. I, I would be on board. Yeah. I'd be on board. I would watch it. Yeah. You all heard it. Same. We're all going to the game. I'm not gonna go watch him stand on the sideline. No, he's gotta be a starter. No, although I would still be down. Still be down to go I mean, see I the would, game. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to see him stand on the sideline. I, I'd rather just watch the football game than watch him stand around. The chances but. are that he'll get into the game anyways. So, well, well, said, how really else am I going to get my Johnny Manziel Cleveland Browns jersey let's autographed? Look, let's look up where when they come and we will we will go. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. Next on Sauce and Toss, we kind of got uh, away from it there, but how about uh, how do we feel about near beer? <laughs> Snacks is sitting here. He's got to drive tonight. Uh, usually he's crushing beers, but he's... He's drinking President's Choice. Hey, man. Blonde, Blonde brew. brew. He's still crushing beers. <laughs> Look at, let me just read it. It is President's <laughs> Choice Blonde Brew de-alcoholized de- al- <laughs> lager beer. Contains less than 0.5% alcohol. 50 calories per can. That's pretty good, though. How is it, Snacks? Give us your rating on the beer. It's a uh, one to real beer. Tastes like beer. I would say it's it's on a scale of one to ten. Ten being real beer. I would say it's near beer. It's like it's so it's not quite beer? beer, but it's it's near. So it's like a one. It's like a it's like a three. It's actually not bad. That's probably fine. How right? does it compete with a Bud Light? Is it close? Does it taste similar? It's to probably it almost tastes more like beer. It's like they're trying to compensate <laughs> for it. Like it's not as like crisp and refreshing. It like tastes <laughs> like this. This is a really, really hoppy, <laughs> yeah. non-alcoholized yeah, beer. Yeah, it's like way it's more malty. It's a lager. It's a lager. You know what, Sauce? I give you... Sauce. I'm like... Snacks. I, I'm, I'm like on both sides. I give you... I'm saucing it because you're committing to the pod even though you have to drive. I had a Coors Light. I had one. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He drank a, yeah. a drank certified a warm one. He drank a certified <laughs> for, yeah. for the, for the Certified no mountains. Yeah. <laughs> Once the mountains are the same color as the rest of them, it's warm enough to drink. Once <laughs> they disappear, we're good. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there's some rumors flying around that John Gibbons might be fired as the Jays' manager. You guys saucing or tossing that idea? Saucing it. 
I've always hated Gibbons. Same. It's about time for him to go, probably. I mean, the, the thing is, they're not like they're not far off. They're so bad, they're gonna fire him anyways, regardless. It'll be the second. They should time call up Vlad to be the manager. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we don't have a spot for you on the field, but we think we might have a opening in. You the, can uh, coach and play DH. <laughs> call him up. Play your coach. Finally. He'll probably yeah. He'll probably be able to manage the bullpen better than John fucking Gibbons. The did. my problem with Gibbons has always been that he he always seems really like hesitant to make any sort of changes to. The the way that they play until he absolutely has to and then he like holds on to that fucking thing with dear life and we'll never go back to the way that they were before it's yeah. so frustrating he reminds me a lot of like pat, <clears throat> pat quinn like he's very very remember when pat quinn just loved his veterans so much oh, that he was like he's like i'm gonna trade alan mccauley for nobody you know because he yeah. didn't have time didn't have minutes for him to play hey, Steve man. Sullivan you know all Yo, these young guys Aki Berg and Wade Bielak yeah. oh my god I hated those two yeah. the Jays won today which was nice because it feels like they haven't won in a month they won uh, they lost five in a row so uh, they haven't but, won all month and he refused to speak to the media yesterday that was the like he just literally refused but the Jays are terrible they're so bad so like of course like someone that's not really his fault I know but someone's gonna go at some point yeah but like, at this point it's, it's yeah. so but Here's here's a theory on why not to fire him is is that why so if they fire Gibbons and the Jays are still really bad which they will be then the front office no longer has a scapegoat like John Gibbons whereas if they yeah. keep John Gibbons for the rest of the year then they could just like the front office could ride that out fire Gibbons at the end of the year bring up a couple of young guys and they look like well, the greatest front which they should and then my thing is is that you have no advantage to like. So if they're going to hold off on, like, Bobby Shett and Vlad and these other young guys that are with um, the Fisher Cats, um, like, you have no advantage to firing your coach and then bringing them, if you do bring them up at the end of the year, bringing them to a situation in turmoil. So just hold off on firing Gibbons. Just wait until the end of the year. Fire them then. And then next year you're almost starting with a clean slate, like a brand new team. So basically what I'm saying is, like, I don't care if he gets fired or not. Like, he'll be gone at some point. I don't know when. It might be this year. It might be next year. But the days have been so bad. Like, something's got to give at some point. And they're going to kind of change the identity of the The team has no identity right now. And they're going to change it a little bit. They suck. That's their identity. And it will come, yeah. And it will come with... Uh, I don't think they'll stick. You know, Gibbons is getting older too. Like I, I do think they'll bring someone else in when, especially when they bring the young guys in as like their main core. So yeah, I, and Shapiro didn't, um, I didn't hire uh, Gibbons. Like yeah. this is he's like a whole and he's like an extra holdover because he's been around yeah. fucking twice or three times or yeah. whatever. How many Gibbons, times? I remember when John Gibbons got hired by. Anthopolis and it was like they made all those trades to get all those that all the talent that they brought in or whatever and they needed a guy to coach him and and like I think Terry Francona was hired by the Cleveland Indians like two weeks before and you're like fucking hell Terry Francona would have been a great coach it was amazing they would have changed everything right and then they fucking hired John Gibbons back who was a garbage coach the first time around yeah, who he's refused been, to play small ball with a team that had no power hitters. Yeah, he's been an okay coach the second time around. Great guy, fun interview, but like... Yeah, he does have funny interviews. Ugh. Yeah. Dib, 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 I thought that... Dib, 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 dib. That's basically what he sounds like the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I'm saucing for sure John Gibbons getting fired. I would love to see it. And then I would love for... I, wa- I want the front office to be on the hot seat because I think they've done a fucking piss-poor job putting this team together this year. This team sucks. I don't I don't care about anyone on this team. All right, uh, so next, sauce and toss. Challenge flags in the NBA. That is a potential thing they might try in the summer league this summer. Tossed. I don't even have to... Give an opinion. Yeah. It's a bad idea, and I don't like it. 
Are we gonna? Yeah, I'm also tossing it. Do we have to go into? I really hate it. I Wait, hate I want to do so more. I don't want to toss to sound like I'm just take okay what we talked about earlier players. and put it at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think toss. Like I don't know. I mean, I already we already talked about L two. I don't like the L two M's. We already talked about. We should just be able to review the last two minutes, anyways. I think that might be their best solution. But yeah, I don't. I don't think challenge flags are silly. There's so much contact, anyways, in basketball. Like I do think reviewing the last two minutes during the game would be something that would be more beneficial than challenge flags. Yeah, I just I don't like I don't understand challenge flags in the NBA solely for the fact that no one would challenge anything until the last couple of minutes of the game. Like I don't get that. When when would you challenge a play? And then like what? Oh, so what's going to happen is is that the challenges are probably going to start happening regardless of whether or not there's something to challenge, and yeah. then they'll start using them as a timeout. And then the NBA yeah. is going to have to come up with a rule where they're going to get penalized where if it's like wrong or it's egregious, like the way that the NHL has done. And then everyone's just going to everyone's just going to hate it. Yeah, we're just going to hate it so much. Agreed. Tossed. Tossed. Get that garbage out of here, NBA. Uh, and the final sauce and toss I have for you guys today. The Buffalo Bills filed a trademark for Respect the Process. Interesting. I'm so mad. <laughs> that sounds so sad. It's not even like trust the process, as in like trust us, we'll get through this. It's well, just like, it's like respect the process, as in like we're garbage, to like respect how garbage we are. Well, they're so <laughs> clearly ripping off the 76ers that it's, it is very, like to me, this is embarrassing. Sam Hinkie didn't die for this. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, what did they, so when Cleveland does the land, what did Golden State do and everyone chirped them for it? Do you remember? The city? No, they did something different, I think. Remember I, I kind of chirped them for the land thing because nobody calls Cleveland the land. That's the or maybe it was the, op- no, maybe yeah, it was the opposite. It was the city. And, and they, they tried to do the land. land. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what it was. And they got... T- yeah, they... Yeah. Apparently, the was, it LeBron, was it LeBron who came up with it? Somebody... I think it was, there was a rumor that LeBron was the one who came up with the land. And then they were like... And they were ripped so for bad, it. Yeah. It's so uh, stupid. Respect the process. <laughs> yeah, that's tossed. Yeah. That sounds so President's Choice version of trust the process. It's so fun. Like, respect <laughs> our thought process. <laughs> Give it to us. It may work. Respect yeah. our decisions. The whole thing about the Philly is Stop that you yelling don't at respect us. the process. You just Please. trust it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it's. I don't really know how trademarks work, but it's probably going to get blocked because Joel Embiid actually. I don't know if he owns the trademark for Trust the Process or he, he just the process. He, I think he does. Well, he filed for it, and they're probably backlogged to hell and back. But I think he his will probably block, or he has the choice to block respect the process if he wants. Which he probably will because the dude loves. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. That's the dumbest, like... Cause he'll no, he'll out. do some bullshit where he's like, you can use it, but my face has to be on all these <laughs> yeah. That would be very funny. And it's like all the Buffalo Bills mascots is just Joel Embiid. <laughs> you can use it, but I get the tryout for what? a tight end uh, next year. Well, and... you get injured so fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was like, but wait, I'm like, but he would be a great tight end, but he would get injured so bad. <laughs> yeah, just a 7-2 tight end. <laughs> it would, it wouldn't even, he wouldn't be good because we wouldn't be able to get that far. It would be does... like the first snap, someone would look at him weird and he'd fall apart yeah. <laughs> have you guys seen the summer of Joel in the in Philly right now he, he just keeps going park yeah. to park oh, yeah. <laughs> just keeps going park did to you, park uh, destroying, destroying people? like, yeah. like five foot eight the white dudes off in, the dude's in face? basketball yeah that yeah, was so good yeah. that was so good the guy yeah. the guy like instantly like went up to like grab his face to like what just happened and then he like turns around and Joel and B just like slams it <laughs> yeah dunks on him and then turns around and laughs at the guy's face after he just hit him in the face did, you, did you see the one where he's like he was on vacation in like the Bahamas or something like right after they got eliminated and uh, he's playing pickup with like these elderly 50 year olds <laughs> 
And he's like, some guy is like trying to like ISO against this other old guy, and he's just standing in the corner calling for the ball. Like, pass me the ball! Pass me the ball! And they're not passing to him. <laughs> That's really funny. There was a, he like hit a three from the street or something in another like court game. It was, yeah, it's all That's good. Funny. All yeah. good. So he like just jogs around at midnight too. It'd be so sick to like Billy. <laughs> We're definitely saucing the summer of Embiid. Embiid. Yep. The summer of Embiid. Someone should make a documentary. It'd be fun. I bet you that's probably what's happening right now. There's so. probably a list really? of the 76ers. Oh, no, Uncle Drew movies already happened. But they haven't done the Uncle Drew finale, have they? I don't think so. I think it'll probably just be the movie. The web series probably so? going to go on forever. Yeah, yeah. I th- he should definitely make an appearance. That'd be a good guy to make an appearance. No, so wait, not Boston. Playing. A Boston player, Philly player? Nah, too much rivalry. You know that, like, Kevin loves no, me? No, Okay, yeah. I'm just like... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> They were on the same team at <laughs> That's true, yeah. Kevin Love and Clay are like best buds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that's all I have for Sauce and Toss. Uh, that's the pod for this week. No I Sauce was, of the Week? No Sauce of the Week. I don't have a Sauce of the Week. Does anyone have a Sauce of the Week? You know what I mean? Oh, actually, I do have a Sauce of the Week. <laughs> because I've been eating this sauce pretty much all week. Just that so, clearly makes it sauce of the week. Yeah, like, so it's, it's my sauce. I don't, know. Of the week. I don't have a sauce of the week, but I do have a sauce that, that I, I ate all week. For seven yeah. days straight. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot until this moment. It's the only okay? thing you ate, Brian. How'd you forget? Because I, 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 I ate it's some Regina. chicken fingers and tater tots at home before the before the pod, nice. and I sauced and tossed my my fingers today in Frank's red hot the buffalo Frank's buffalo sauce. That's my sauce of the week. Nice. Not the, yeah, oh, yeah, not the yeah, thin yeah. stuff, but the thicker stuff. It's so good. I put it on everything. Literally, it's great. Even if you toss it with a little bit of barbecue sauce, it's also really good. Um, but it's like genuine wing buffalo wow. sauce, and it's really good. Wow. That's my wow. jam. That's, wow. my, that's my sauce of the week this week. All right. Anyone Just... have anything to add? Add? No. Odd? 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 No? Johnny Manziel. It was nice saucing and also tossing with you. Welcome back, Snacks. We missed you. Did we? <laughs> back with Snacks. <laughs> At back. And snacks is back. <laughs> snacks. I am my mother's hand